Guys, welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio, and this is episode number 17, I believe, and we are here with Jack Richardson. Uh, so today, uh, I'm going to be interviewing Jack, uh, going through, again, his sort of journey into weight training and also bodybuilding, um, and we're also going to sort of touch on sort of Jack's methods to contest preparation um, and how sort of he's progressed uh, through sort of the success he's had this year. Um, but by all means, um, before we go into that, Jack, give yourself uh, a little bit of time to tell the listeners why you're so great, and uh, and then we'll get into it. Um, hi. I'm Jack. I'm Jack. I'm 19. I'm a student at college. I'm studying personal training, trying to get into the fitness industry as much as I can, as well as doing bodybuilding. I want to do it as a career, so trying to get my qualifications um, so I can do it full-time. Currently, for a job, I'm a personal shopper at Tesco. Mm. <laughs> ah, glamorous. <laughs> Absolutely glamorous. It's a, you know, student job. It's not a bad job. Mm-hmm. It pays pays for the supplements. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I've uh, I've been training about 3 years. Okay. Bodybuilding about 9 Nine months. Nine months. Yeah, yeah. So you've. Yeah. So this was your first contest season, twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, interesting. I was, I was in retail as well when I was younger. I was at Sainsbury's on the checkouts. Yeah. yeah. So I know what it's like. Um. It's difficult, especially with fitting in meals and having like fifteen minute breaks and trying to cram in a meal. It's horrible. It's like, it's not the best at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, interesting. Okay. So, um. Basically, Jack, I want you to sort of give us a roundup as to sort of how you initially got into the gym. Obviously, you've not been training for a, a massive period of time, but no teenager really is. Um, mm. But so just give the listeners an idea as to sort of how you initially found the gym and, and, and what it looked like in terms of that first session. Well, um, I started off before the gym. Mm. I was... Just sitting alone on the Xbox all the time. <laughs> that, that was me. I was one of those people hidden away in the house. Um, sports. I was one of those kids that would forget intentionally that PE kit didn't take part of PE. I was not involved. I was not a sporty kid mm. at all. Wow. The, I mean, a lot of people say, yeah picked up a dumbbell when I was nine months old, something crazy like mm, that. Mm. Uh, say, they've been in it all lives. I never would have imagined growing up I would be into bodybuilding. I wouldn't have imagined it um, probably about two years ago I'd be into bodybuilding. Wow. Um, I started the gym mm-hmm. um, My because I just moved into this area. Uh, I just left school. Okay. Um, so I didn't really have anything to do big break into going into college uh, nothing to do my cousin said oh we're exercise for less I've got a deal on join, join the gym yeah okay give me something to do yeah I'll train with you we had one session together yeah but um, my dad wrote me a little training plan I followed it I stuck to it I saw results and 
bam. You know, it says the you bug. Mm. Yeah, you get the bug. Um, you, you see results. People start um, saying things, and then it became a hobby. And over a gradual uh, amount of time, it became a lifestyle. Mm. Uh, everything, everything I was doing, it was gym. Gym evolved. Um, I started off at college doing IT because I was one of those nerds. And then it gradually came to the point, all I was doing was looking at fitness videos in IT. Constantly in into the gym. Yep. Completely changed. So it's it sort of grown and evolved on me. It was just a rapid, um, gradual increase of interest, <laughs> really. So it went from like basically zero to uh, 100 very fast in terms of your level of interest. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny you say that about sort of Xbox. I think quite a lot of people come from a gaming background. Um, I wasn't massively into it when I was a youngster, but I definitely did play, and I definitely had the gym to get me off the Xbox and actually doing something productive. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously, once you said like exactly when you start seeing progress, it's that's that's when you get hooked. That's when the Xbox Xbox gets you know sold or thrown away, and, and yeah. you really sort of fully invest your time. Um, so that's interesting. In terms of your, obviously, you said your dad gave you a program, which is a slight sign that your family was probably quite supportive. What did your initially when you sort of got training just just to sort of um, get out of the Xbox routine and have something else to do? Uh, what did your parents think of it? Did they think it was a good thing, or, or did they sort of? Um, was, were they scared that you were going to get too big? <laughs> um, yeah, initially, yeah, they, they encouraged it. Uh, mm-hmm. this, because it's, at the end of the day, it was exercising. Um, they didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, what I was doing, they didn't really have a problem with. They liked and encouraged me to go out to do something. Uh, yeah. Because at the end of the end of the day, I was a kid stuck in his Xbox, so it was a refreshing thing for mm. them to see me going out and doing something a bit different and actually getting a hobby, um, something that's productive and you can gain from, uh, because you can't really use a high score in life. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely it's, it's quite good um, for them to see. But. Yeah, 100%. Um, so in terms of when you initially got into the gym, uh, the first sort of couple of months, etc., did you find that you made, because obviously you've got a really good physique for a teenager, you know, worthy of a British championship, did you find that even, you know, you know now obviously you've probably got more knowledge on training and nutrition, maybe your training and nutrition wasn't perfect at the start, but did you make quite rapid progress in terms of laying down some muscle and seeing quite big changes in the mirror or did it take quite a long time? Um, actually, yeah. I, I was quite... did make results quite rapidly. Got to the point where the people I was training with, I was um, out, out lifting, out growing. Um, what were your some of your lifts like? Like How quickly did your lifts go up? What were your some, some of your best lifts initially? Just giving them an idea of your strength. Um, what what I could lift in my off season? Yeah, whatever. Uh, like it's to the like, peak. Yeah, well, just 
just coming or, up like or just started... when you initially yeah, when you initially got into the gym, what was something that maybe quite impressive? Two months to get to on kg bench. Okay. Um, I started. Uh, th- this is the thing. I was weak. I was so weak, so so weak. Were you quite skinny, when I Jack? Started. Yes, yes, yeah. I was. I was really skinny. Um, I couldn't bench the bar, and that—that's what was amazed. That's what amazed me about the whole process, and that's why I think I got hooked. Is because the rapid improvements. I could barely lift the bar up above my chest. Uh, I know I couldn't squat it either. Wow. I, I found struggle with that. I think well. You sit doing nothing, but I yeah. think my body just responded like that. Um, then a, a, a month, maybe two, I was lifting a plate aside on on the bench. It's not That's a massive good. weight, but it's, it's an improvement. That definitely. progression is quick, yeah. Yeah, um, and it took a, a few months to uh, get. 100 kg on the squat, um, yeah, which, not bad at all. which for me, barely being able to squat the bar, it was a, a great achievement um, mm. personally. And so, did you did you find that that maybe was part of the sort of the driving force or the motivation to, to keep training uh, and keep going back to the gym was like strength gain, something that you were really interested in at the start. Yeah, I think because strength is something you see initially before you see the physical developments, um, physical visual changes. Yeah. So I think um, I was interested in the strength side of things definitely. Sure. In fact, in fact, I was to describe me my physique um, over nine months ago I was more of a powerlifting type of guy with. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty much high, I would say high percent of body fat, um, okay. really, and quite quite strong. Um, obviously, the people that are actually into powerlifting, that they will um, be a lot stronger. Yeah, because they're sport specific. You were bodybuilding yeah. as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I was going for for mass. Um, I think when you when you're not really clued up, you train heavy and you don't really uh, train bodybuilder specific. Yep. You don't really understand the difference, really. So uh-huh. it was sort of compounds for yeah. every every um, exercise, every split. For sure. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's something that probably drives a lot of people when they initially get into the gym is maybe you know they don't see the physique side of things initially but they might see you know like their squat or their bench or something going up in the right direction and they're like oh yeah well it's a tangible goal because they can say all right i can get 100 kilo squat by the end of the year or something of that manner and it's just something for them to chase and keep going back so i think that's yeah, a, definitely that's a really good comment in terms of how sort of people can stay motivated at the start um so Moving away from sort of your initial uh, phases of, of lifting and nutrition, etc. Let's go into how you initially found out about bodybuilding because it's a very odd sport. Like, 
you get up on stage, you have tan on, you wear speedos, and you know you pose like it's a strange yeah. sport. So it takes a bit of doing to find out about it and want to compete in it. So what would you say that made you find out about it, and and how did you sort of fa- like really figure out that you wanted to compete? Um, the people in the gym. Um, I started training, and then. I joined in a session with people that were interested in it. I got talking about the subject of bodybuilding. Um, and then, you know, I looked into the fitness videos. A lot, a lot of people are getting into the fitness industry through YouTube and watching uh, videos on the internet. Of Who did you watch? Tell. Did you um, watch people on YouTube? Uh, not really the mainstream like Rich Piano those type of guys. Okay. I, did you follow I, any any natural athletes or did you initially like who was the first bodybuilder you found? Don't. <laughs> but it, was it Arnold? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's the go. stereotype. Everyone. I'm pretty sure everyone thinks of Arnold when they think of bodybuilding when they don't know the sport. Yeah. For um, sure. When I got really into it, though, is when I went to Body Power last year. Okay. And that's that's how recent it is for me. Wow. It, like I said, it's not been a thing that's in my whole life. But don't get mistaken, it's I'm very passionate about it. It's like, bam, that quick. Mm. It's it's a now it's now a passion of mine, bodybuilding. But yeah, body uh, body power really got me into because you see the athletes up and close you can even you talk to them um and I, at home i'm starting to watch the olympias and then mm. i'm following athletes on on instagram i'm yeah, yeah gauging yeah. all this information about the sport and yeah i'm only getting more and more intrigued about it but yeah, initially did start it with just a conversation about the topic and um, with someone else that was interested in the gym. Okay, was that was the guy in the gym that you met? Was he also a natural guy, or uh, yeah, competed he, before? Or he was he didn't compete. Um, okay. No, it's just a bunch of people that you know were sort of interested, liked the idea of competing. Um, but had not yet competed as because we were young guys um not a lot of uh, people teenagers do compete yeah of course yeah definitely so it's, yeah. it's hard to find hard to find sort of a like-minded teen uh you know hence why sort of i run the this podcast and stuff just to get a bit of leverage for people to find out what teens are doing and how to interact with them and contact different teen bodybuilders. You know, it's interesting because, like you said, there's not many around. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. It seems to be quite a stereotypical entrance to finding out about bodybuilding, etc. Yeah. Um, so what I'm interested in about just about sort of finding out again is, like, obviously when you're watching the Olympias and stuff, you probably realise that that sort of level of competition was maybe not naturally achieved. Um, mm. So... How did you sort of make the decision like, okay, I want to compete and then find the UK Drug Free Bodybuilding Association? How did you find them uh, in particular? Well, um, because I was originally 
I thought last year when I went to Buddy Power, that was where the idea of competing came from. Um, okay. I actually saw athletes on stage, yeah. um, and I thought I could do that because before that, I just looked at pros and I thought, "Wow, crazy!" But that that was more achievable physique, and you put it into perspective. This could be a thing. Mm. Um, but I spoke to um, this was after I hired a coach and I said I want to do body power he put the idea maybe it's more realistic if I can find something with a teen category in because body power was juniors which was yeah under 23 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Big um, yeah. and he says you're natural as well Um so why not a natural federation? I did my research, and I was definitely going to stay natural. Yeah, that, of course, yeah, yeah. That was the thing for me. Um, so I did my research, came across the UK, the FBA. Yep. I looked at it, and it really interested me. Um, I saw the past seasons. I thought everything ran smoothly. Obviously, I... I didn't go to a show, so I wasn't 100% clued up on the Federation, but it just seemed like a good start for me. And mm. um, the, they were holding a beginner's um, competition in good time for me to prepare for, so it just, just seemed like a good fit for me mm. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep. um, I'm very glad I made that decision because it's a very supportive Federation. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really think you made a good choice, and the the development of that federation seems to have been quite good in recent like past years. Because when I did it last year, there was only just there was like one show. There was one up in Scotland, and then one uh, the UK one at the end of the year. There was I didn't have to qualify for the UK. I just you just did it. Um, so now they've obviously got qualifiers. So you'd have had to qualify correct, and then do the finals. Is that yeah? Yeah, um, so that makes it a little bit more competitive, obviously. The, and the teens and the juniors look really competitive at the finals. Um, oh, yeah. So it looks like it's only growing, so definitely a good federation to pick. Um, we've, I haven't had anyone yet, I don't think, on the podcast that has competed in the UK Drug Free Bodybuilding Association, but I have from the <coughs> MPA and the BNBF. Um, so yeah. it's interesting to hear. Like, Obviously, you've got cool opportunities now to go abroad and and compete which we'll talk about at the end which is good um so yeah interesting um so yeah you touched on that uh like just previously in terms of you hiring a coach uh which is something that i do want to talk about um so when you decided that you wanted to compete in bodybuilding obviously um you maybe thought okay i'm a, I'm a bit of a power lifter how does this bodybuilding thing work so is that sort of why you hired a coach and tell us more about how you found out about your coach and got them uh, I was naive, um, very naive. Okay. Basically, my I had a diet. I'll tell you exactly what it was. Uh, it consisted of Weetabix in the morning, um, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought my my only focus was to add mass on the scales to add to make those numbers go up. Add mass. That's what I wanted to do. So, how how do you add mass? I know high carbs. Right. What's high carbs? Pasta. Right. Mm. Okay. So, two hundred fifty grams of pasta um, in a box. 
mm. scoop some mayo in there and oh, a tin of tuna. Yeah? Nice. That was the middle part of my day. And oh. I split that into two meals and mm. I probably ate in between. Just tried to eat as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think your calories were at at that point? Do you know? Or... Stupid. Stupid <laughs> amounts. Stupid amount. That's why I put, I put on mass. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But also quite um, a lot of fat. A lot of fat. Yeah. That's why that's why I said I had sort of powerlifting physique because mm. I was get I was doing these uh, compounds. Yeah. My strength was going up. I was putting on mass. Um so I worked for mass, but it's not effective because it wasn't lean mass, it was yeah. fat mass. Um And but I bet anyway, it's made the diet a bit tougher as well. Because yeah, you got obviously quite heavy and then you had to come down, I reckon, yeah. quite, a sh- quite a hefty amount. Actually, just like whilst we're on the topic, give us an idea as to sort of what you weighed at the start of your prep and what you weigh right now. I weighed at the start of my prep 218 pounds. <laughs> oh my God. How tall are you? I'm <laughs> um, 5'8 and a half. Wow. To be exact. Yeah. Wow, that's heavy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And what, what are you now? <laughs> what are you now? Um, one seventy weighed this morning. Wow. One seventy. Wow, that is that's that's quite that's quite a good stage weight for a five eight. You're still pretty. You've still got a lot of mass. That's a that's a big stage weight for a guy of that height and age. That's good. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a lot of weight to drop as well. What's that? Thirty. Mm. That's almost like that's almost like fifty pounds you dropped in the prep. Wow. I know. So that's not. That's not muscle, I had. No, <laughs> That's no. not all muscle, but... Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so there we go. Anyone who's watched this who aren't clued up, eating don't loads, go. doesn't... Don't focus on the numbers on the scales. That's a very good tip, yeah. Don't yeah, get too because, fat. <laughs> because I'm, I was classic, naive, you know, you focus... Right, my strength's going up, weight's going up on the scales, mm. and people are telling me I look big. And wearing a hoodie, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you know there is there is some merit to that. Obviously, you know, you 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 have built some tissue. You've also built a lot of strength, which there's some merit to that. But you could have also done both of those and stayed a little leaner, and definitely, made, the prep, definitely. made the prep a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, interesting. That's that's pretty cool. It's uh, um, due to lack of education on yeah, the you're nutrition. Young. Yeah, yeah. Um, young. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I hired the coach help me see that. Um, so, back to how I hired a coach. Um, yep. Had this idea of competing in body power. I thought body power's in May. Work it out. I'll start dieting in February. Should give me enough time. Um, got to the end <laughs> of January. Yeah, that's not enough time. <laughs> <laughs> this is how naive I was. Um, I like I said, only just got into bodybuilding. Yeah. Um, I uh, met. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is how naive. Um, no, I but met it's a good story. Zach a couple couple of days before I was, I was going to, my deadline to start this uh, diet preparation diet plan. It was at okay. a seminar with Chris Asito and oh, okay, interesting. John Roden. Oh, okay. And you know, Chris Asito being a nutritionist, I mm-hmm. thought, right, I'll go to that, and I'll be able to write a plan. 
Mm. It's four hours long. How the hell are you supposed to educate yourself on nutrition? But obviously, yeah. me being naive, I thought I'm going to do that. Nice. Uh, yeah, I met Zach. Zach was one is the sponsor. The gym, the seminar was holes. Okay. So he was there. Yeah, I yeah. got chatted to him. He says, "What do you want now to this? I'm going to do a competition." Um, the night of writing my plan, I realised I know absolutely nothing. But I remembered Zach told me he coaches. He's the only coach I know. I yeah, messaged yeah. him after a few messages. We sorted out. Uh, we made a plan, and that's how I how I got to hire him. I just thought. I, I I literally thought I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It yeah, took yeah. after an hour. I gave up because um, <laughs> I thought I can't do. I don't know anything. Didn't have to work anything out. Yeah. And then That's... there's my second lesson. Mm-hmm. If you need to know your stuff, if you are going to prep yourself, you need to know your stuff. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It's Definitely. also it's also a massively difficult task. Not from just. Not from just a sort of knowing your stuff point of view, but also it's really difficult, uh, like mentally. You just it's just mentally draining because if you don't feel ready, you're more likely to make stupid cuts and drastic changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's you know that's something that has affected me in past years. You know, doing it myself, I've just you know there's some points where you you, you kid yourself and you need someone to just tell you no, calm down, like chill out. Oh yeah. Um, it- it's a so lot off your mind when you've got someone being the eye for you. Absolutely, uh, Because yeah. they're, they're an honest eye. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you think, I'm losing too much muscle, let's up my food. Mm. Um, or, I'm not losing it fast enough, let's drop it. And then you end up losing muscle. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I give 100% credit to people, the, the teens in, in, who I competed against, uh, people were doing it themselves and I give 100% credit to them because yeah. it is it is a task and it takes a lot of a lot of nutritional knowledge mm. um, to do that yeah so what did your prep look like in terms of so you were sent the initial plan for you from your coach uh, how how much did your sort of your 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 lifestyle and your sort of um you know, general approach to nutrition and tra- training change as a result of you hiring a coach and deciding to to sort of embark on a contest prep. Give us the roundup of the changes and what it looked like initially. Okay, um, it was a massive change for me. Absolutely, absolutely massive. Um, like, like I said, the only structure to my diet was like those two bowls of pasta that I had, which yeah, made yeah. me fat. Um, this was a structure. Every single meal um, was on a plan, and okay. there was weight to it. First okay. thing for me, I had to weigh my food. That's crazy. Um, yeah, very very new to this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had five meals to start with. Okay. Five. Wow, that's that's a lot of meals. Mm-hmm. Because I was eating big meals with snacks in between. Yeah, of course. Um, and the training plan um, was a six-day training split, and it was uh, consisted of. And it's been a similar sort of thing. Consisted of two um, two back days, one chest and shoulders, one shoulders, uh, quads and hammies. 
I think. Okay. Um, so that was an interesting split for me because um, usually I just did uh, it was a powerlifting approach, push, pull, legs, you know, compounds at the start of everything. Yeah. There's yeah. more isolated movements in this. Um, yeah, yeah. So the training plan was built to shake me up because I was just a fat block. So it was really, really good. Um, started off maintenance amount of calories. Um, protein was highest, uh, then carbs, then fats. Okay. And it was um, didn't need to change the diet for a few weeks because obviously the initial structure of a diet. Um, you just made lost me lose. straight away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah until I lost 18 pounds that's where there was a slight tweak of the diet um, okay. but yeah it took 18 pounds to for it to start slowing down so mm. that's the effect of having a structured diet um, and then gradual tweaks started happening we introduced the sixth meal in, in there um, okay yeah. And did your calories been... did your calories change as a result? Did they go up or did they go down? And you just changed your meal structure around. Um, what happened think, when you add, added that meal? I think what we did is we lowered the carbs and added um, fat in there because the okay. the meal was avocado and chicken that we added in there. Okay. Um, but it's been six ever since my meals now are completely different to the meals then oh really um, okay yeah there's a lot lot more carbohydrates involved um it was just um, back then it was um porridge um eggs porridge eggs and uh, blueberries Okay. Um, sweet potato checking for a couple of meals, steak and veg uh, with cashew nuts, and then before I went bad, Greek yogurt and protein shake. Okay. Now it's completely, completely different. Um, now, oh man, now. <laughs> now, now it's completely different because we're yeah. trying new tactics to to lose weight. I'm on a carb cycling now okay okay so this is the thing um this is something i never would have thought of Mm. and that's another reason why hiring a coach has benefited me really is because uh, there's been constant change to keep the weight loss steady so are you are you looking to sort of continue to lose weight for your next show are you looking to get a bit leaner is that the current goal, and is that why you're sort of try, trying to change things around? Definitely, um, yeah. I think the goal from since the first competition was to just bring a harder condition, bring a okay. harder condition, um, and more shape, um, more lines, deeper cuts. Yep. Um, and I think I've managed to do that. Uh, so far, I've done three competitions. Um, and each time I've improved, I've been fuller, I've been leaner, mm-hmm. and my shape's been better. And I want to make those improvements to the worlds as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm I'm on track as well uh, to do that. As 
as well. Uh, weight's coming off. Okay. That's good. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, did you? Obviously, you've talked about food, talked about training. What has your approach for sort of cardiovascular stuff been throughout this prep? And is there anything that you've sort of found quite difficult about doing cardio that obviously you come in from a powerlifting background, it's not quite stereotypical for, for powerlifters to do that sort of activity. So uh, what, what did your cardio look like and uh, have you found any sort of things difficult with that at all? Well, didn't do cardio, but... Um... I didn't do cardio before, and then okay. a few weeks, the diet was working its magic, didn't really need cardio, um, I'd wait, the fat was dropping off, Yep. Um, the fat must have been eager to drop off, it just came off quickly, Yeah. Uh, and then obviously when that slowed down, we had some less cardio, not, not a lot, just low mm-hmm. intensity, um, 20 minutes here and there, a couple of times a week. Okay. And it's gradually, gradually increased um, through some hit training in there, and then yeah, we've just we've just put it in for when things have started to slow down. Yeah, fair enough. Um, for the British prep, I was actually doing more cardio than I am currently. Um, okay. Now we've increased the deficit and load load the carbs. I think that's because that's probably working better for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but difference from the start of prep, 20 minutes here and there. Now it's an hour and 35 minutes a day, really. Um, wow. Yeah, that's an hour, a, that's a lot, an hour yeah. faster in the morning. Yeah. Um, 35 minutes, um, low intensity, intermediate, so you'd slightly up the intensity, nothing crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Do that three times a week, um, and then 15 minutes hit training, um, wow. three times a week. So, yeah, That's six, a amount, six yeah. times a week. Yeah, um, before, before I uh, got up to one hour and 50 minutes in the wow. day. Wow, That's a lot of time to be spent doing cardio. Yeah, um, but the, because it was introduced gradually. I didn't really. It wasn't really had had a big effect on me. Yeah, because sure. cardio is a mental thing, um, definitely. So I think gradually increasing it helped. And so yep, yep. if you told me you're going to be doing nearly two hours of cardio a day, almost every day, I would have ran and cried. Yeah, and for said, sure. No, I'm not. Same I'm not going right to do now. that. Yeah, yeah. But. It's the way it no. goes, mate. Like, honestly, a lot of people, if you want to get really lean, you're going to end up doing quite a lot of cardio. Um, yeah, you know, definitely. Unless, unless you want your food ridiculously low to create the deficit, you're going to be doing some cardio. Like, that's it. You've got to do it. Um, it's the difference between getting really lean and, you know, getting averagely lean. And you don't want that. You can't compete like that. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty realistic thing. Would you say that yeah. there's any... Would you say there's anything that you've really done? Obviously, you know, you've mentioned gradually increasing it, which is a very good tip, but is there anything else that sort of helped you through that change of having quite a lot of cardio to do? Do you do you, do you listen to any music? Do you watch any TV programs? What do you do when you do your cardio? Uh, when I do my fastest cardio, I have a bike just over there. I uh, do mine on oh, a bike. Okay. 
Yeah. My TV's set there. My Xbox there. I just wake up, go on my bike, play my Xbox for an hour. I make <laughs> sure, make sure I'm going intense enough to get the get heart going and get a sweat. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't um, scrimp on it. No, no, definitely no. not. Um, as long as you do it, I've, mm. I find it's it's okay. It's okay. It's just a distraction. That's all you need to make cardio a bit more bearable. Is yeah. the distraction. Um, I sack a lot of cardios in the gym, so music probably go on Instagram or sure. t- talk to the guy next to you. Keep your mind occupied. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just goes like that. Something I'm interested about also is, the, especially the fact that you started at quite a high weight. Uh, do you feel any different in terms of your level of productivity or energy throughout the day now that you are? I know that right now you're very lean, so obviously productivity and energy throughout the day isn't probably at its best. But do you think that maybe sort of midway through your prep? maybe where you were like 190 180 pounds so like you were comfortable when you weren't too lean and you were also not as fat as you were did you feel like healthier and more productive less lethargic as a result or yeah any good positive changes definitely a lot less lethargic um i didn't feel tired throughout the day um i felt happier I felt good. Um, I felt a lot happier. I felt mm. real positive. I thought, I'm eating healthy. I'm training hard. Good. I'm losing weight. It was very... Uh, I had more optimistic view about life in general. And yeah. That's, yeah. that's the power of the nutrition. Um, eating healthy. Um, definitely, sense. definitely felt a lot better for it. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's interesting to hear that because... You know, right now, you know, myself and quite a lot of other people that sort of haven't competed this year at sort of their their peak in terms of sort of off season weight and stuff. And I can definitely relate. Like now, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm like struggling to wake up in the mornings. I'm lethargic throughout the day. I'm like, how like I felt like death. I felt like death during prep, but I'd still wake up at five a.m. and feel like let's let's go, (laughs) let's eat. Yeah, Yeah. ironically. I could get up for cardio. I've got barely no carbs. Um, I go up for cardio, do blast an hour, but it yeah. took me half an hour to get out of bed just to eat, go walk into the kitchen and eat a big bowl of Weetabix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just can't be bothered anymore. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. But it's interesting, and it's almost like I think when I decide, you know, maybe years and years down the line, right, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to, I've done everything I need to do, I don't want to compete anymore. I think it's honestly like I'd stay closer to my not closer to very very lean, but I'd yeah. stay in the middle ground. I wouldn't ever push my body weight up to a place where I'm like, fuck, I feel like really tired and yeah. lethargic. Um, the happier medium. Yeah, definitely. It's a pla- it's a ground that a lot of people just don't really experience too much. You either yeah. experience it on the way up slightly or on the way down. Like that's the only time yeah. you ever stay there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's an interesting point. Okay, moving on to sort of my final big topic in terms of uh, the overall experience of your show day um, itself in terms of, uh, you know, doing the tan, getting to the venue, enjoying the day, doing the posing routine. 
what was your general feeling? Because obviously you hadn't even been to a show before. Um, what was your general feelings of it? And was it an, a, like a, an immediate click? You were like, yes, I really love bodybuilding. Um, was there anything you maybe didn't like about it? Uh, just to give your opinions. My first show day. Is this my first show day? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a very interesting day. Um, <laughs> yeah, first, I'm very excited, obviously. I I spent four weeks, this is my f- first four months of dieting. I've been dieting for nearly 40 weeks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a long time. So it's the four... First four months dieting, looking forward to this show, and I wanted to, couldn't wait to show it off. Um, woke up on the morning, I could not stop throwing up. Really? Wow. Could not stop throwing up. Ah. Oh. Put it this way, if I had worked that day, I would have called in sick. I was ill. Ill. What? I Were you actually, ill the night before or, to, or anything? Were you just ill was, in the morning? I was fine the night before. I was great. I was happy. I, you know, I was stopping my uh, coach's uh, house. Uh, you know, we, we were pretty happy with the package that we brought. Um, yep. Then I woke up. It was about four, five o'clock in the morning. Throwing up, curled up on a ball. Oh. My stomach was killing me couldn't do that couldn't go and and squeeze and pose i couldn't even get up to walk um wow not not doing it can't do it um probably probably gonna have to go and get some get some medical help i just felt <laughs> horrible yeah it was horrible. do you know do you know why that potentially was did you eat something bad or i i, I have no idea a mystery wow. because it hasn't happened to me before and we've done the same things um, yeah yeah uh, did you play about with your water or your salt or, well it can't be because if you've done the same things obviously yeah, it can't yeah, be any that, of them that's that's what's um, that's what's confused me it's a big yeah. mystery yeah but luckily it cleared up okay and I thought right well I've I've spent four months for this I'm going to the show I'll yeah, do yeah, this yeah of course Drove up there. Um, by this time, I threw up all the carbs I was carbing up on. Oh. Uh, yeah, I missed my meal uh, for the morning. Uh, I was supposed to have a big fry up, big butcher's fry up. Uh, missed that. I was flat. I was watery. Um, not good. Not good. Not good. Mm. So, didn't really think. Didn't think. I thought this is more of a participation. Um, Get some experience. You know, yeah, I'm going to take part. I'm, I'm glad I did. I really enjoyed the day. It cleared up. I didn't feel anything on the stage. I thought it was great. I'm glad I did because I got second place. I'm very happy about that. And it was a yeah. tough lineup. Probably the toughest lineup of the teens the whole year. Yeah. Whole what show was that out of interest? That, that was the USN Beginners Classic. Okay. Um, it didn't qualify I me. Mean, that's why I had to do another show. Um, uh, it didn't okay. qualify. It wasn't an official qualifier. I Only see. first place got qualified. Okay. Um, 
but really, really good standard, good athletes. Um, it was a good day because just pumping up at stage, being able to show what you've worked hard for to all the people, having people pay to see you and cheering you when you're showing a routine that you've put together backstage with like-minded people, even their experience, yeah. uh, because the people that you that you don't get to see on a daily basis is very, it's great, it's just a great atmosphere to be in. And then after the show, people are coming up to you, well done, well done, um, giving you credit for the for this for this work that you've put on. I'd probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, but apart from the morning, good. it was a good, it was a great day. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. recommend it to anyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Like the the both the the feelings backstage with the other guys that you just you just never bump into so many like minded people on one day and you're like yeah. in awe you're in awe of everyone around you, like looking at the juniors, looking at the the men's bodybuilding, looking like like this is all achievable naturally, you're so pumped yeah. to see it. Um Yeah, and I just remember like my one of my my first show, like I was almost like it's a funny story, I don't think I've ever told anyone this, but like I was almost certain that okay, I'll do a natural show and then I'll just, you know, I'll I'll hop on the dark side and I'll go and do a, a, a non drug tested show like the next year. And yeah. the minute I did my first natural show I was like, No, staying natty. Because mm. like I saw the potential that you could get to naturally and I was like, Man, I'm I'm pretty happy chasing that. Like that looks good. Um so yeah it's just the it's the feeling of the day is just incredible um and like you said when you come out after like i'm sure after you won as well you even more so you get people coming up to you like well done like just complete strangers like you don't have a clue who they are but they'll know your name and like add you yeah. on facebook you know it's wicked like um awesome. you know I, I wouldn't have been able to sort of connect with you if you know you hadn't have done so well you know the I've added up people that have done well and it's cool it's like super motivating to have this sort of environment um so it's good definitely. to hear that like you you definitely sound super passionate and like you can tell um the way you talk about the day etc the way you battle through being completely sick is um is is something quite motivating so that's good um in terms of obviously moving to the british finals obviously after you qualified at your qualifier um did anything change in terms of your uh, mindset towards the British final and like did you expect to win is is my real question um did you did you like say to yourself right there's nothing I want more than winning or you know what was your mindset like my mindset um I basically put everything I I made sure that plan that I was given to me by the coach that was my recipe to win I made sure everything on there was followed food measured to the gram basically I took the food like everything else was poison <laughs> like I took my wow. supplements like it was essential medication and I trained like if I didn't train hard I would die so, <laughs> wow <laughs> to put it in That's other good. words I made I made it was I made it was like life dependent that I got this trophy I got myself into a routine I'm in this routine now for the world 
Um, but I made sure I won because I had gotten this far, invested so much time, and I was told I had the potential, and that was enough. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Too right. Yeah, um, I, I got told I had the potential. I'm not saying I walked around thinking, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I just wanted to do as much as I can to win. And that, that mm. that's the difference. I didn't think I was going to win. I just made sure I did what I can and I did my best. Because as long as I did my best on that day, the other guy beat me, deserved to beat me. He was obviously better. I obviously I did everything I could and I couldn't I couldn't possibly feel down about that because yep, I did yep, everything yep. I could. Nail on the head, mate. Nail on the head. If you go into a bodybuilding show knowing that you've given every single ounce of effort, you can't yeah. walk away unhappy. Like it's a, it's a, um, it's a matter of of opinion. You have what six, yeah. seven judges. It's their opinion. It's not like you know a powerlifting meet. You either squat two hundred kilos or you don't. So like yeah. you turn up and it's someone else's opinion. So basically, like, yeah, like. It's... like you, like you said, if you pour every ounce of effort in and you give it your all, that's it. That's your physique. I, Done. <laughs> I made I made sure, instead of trying to fit prep into my life, I tried to fit my life into prep. Mm-hmm. I made sure my life fitted around prep. And I found the best way to do that is to routine. Routine, yeah, routine is massive. Same every day, every single day. I'm in that routine now. I could tell you the exact routine now if you want to <laughs> I could yeah I wake up at 10 to 4 do my cardio for oh, an hour um, start my cardio at 4 um, go eat my breakfast on on the bus to work and then I work start work at 6 until 9 where I have my first break that's where I have my second meal and then I, have, I finish at 12 it's only a 6 hour shift Okay. Uh, which is not bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chefs are quite low because of prep. Yeah. I finish pre-workout meal, workout, cardio, home, eat another meal. Um, that would be at four o'clock. Then I'd prep my food, have a nap. Six o'clock I eat, and then chill do out. whatever. Chill out. Pose. Yeah, pose, pose, yep. and go to bed at eight. Same routine every day. It's nice. Not and that's a good amount of sleep as well. Regardless of you getting up early, that's a good amount of sleep. I used yeah. to do that. I used to do a very similar routine in terms of getting to bed really early, but getting up really early. Like I found yeah. that routine really worked well. Um, yeah. Up I'd before say- everyone else. <laughs> It's not glamorous. It's not a glamorous no. thing. It's not a lifestyle that you would go out and brag about. Oh, guess what I did this weekend? But it doesn't last forever, and that's what people need to realise when people are saying to you, "Do you you missing out on so much?" Mm. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not forever. It's um, not like this. The final bit, like you said, like fitting. Um, you know, life around prep, etc., prep around life. It's like that, the the serious bit, the bit where you have to sort of um, embrace the suck, so to speak, 
you have to embrace that for only a short period of time like that's not it's not a very long period of time like the bit that got you to like 180 pounds or 185 that could be done without a massive amount of sacrifice but the sacrifice comes at the end and you're clearly you're clearly demonstrating that with your you know intense routine which is it may sound obsessive but you're not going to get the job done if you don't have it. Like you have the to be obsessed. Obsession, with it. The obsession. The people say, well, I do get a lot of obsession, and you probably had it in prep. Um, yeah, yeah. But this is the difference. Obsession is something that can't be helped, and uh, obsession is doing something pointlessly uh, that isn't necessary, but excessively. Yeah, yeah. But the difference is between obsession and the discipline is this discipline is taking me to somewhere I want to be and there are results with this and that that's that's the massive difference that people need to understand um it's what you have to do it's in other sports as well I mean yeah, yeah. definitely you ask ask um, an Olympic athlete how fun their lifestyle is right before they're on that track it's it's, it's going to be boring as hell. Not glamorous. It's <laughs> yeah. not glamorous. Yeah. When you want to be an elite of the sport, it's it's not glamorous. But I love it. I would not change anything about it. <laughs> and it hasn't been... My life hasn't been like that for 40 weeks. People yeah, need yeah, to exactly. understand that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very uh, good. People, you know, it's been a gradual thing. And now I'm at the very end. The very end. So this is where the yeah. this is where the hard work needs to come to get to. I'm trying to get to an extreme uh, condition, so I mm. need to do extreme things. Um, what what the average person wouldn't do. It's not just 20 minutes on a cardio machine after you work out here and there, like yeah. it was uh, when At I first start. started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that. That's the difference uh, between average condition and world condition, yeah, which it. I'm trying to achieve. That's it. That's it. Really, really good comments there, mate. And I'm, I'm sure that a lot of competitors can take something from that, but also people looking in on competitors and thinking, man, they're obsessed for like 30, 40 weeks. Well, we're, we're not. We're just passionate and the uh, sacrifice comes at the end and that's that's part mm. of the process like you like you said it's the same with other athletes um so yeah really really good points there buddy so yeah not to sort of hold either the listeners or yourself for too long we'll we'll wrap things up so yeah. um in terms of just just giving the listeners an idea about sort of uh, your plans moving forward give them the date uh, for your final show so they sort of know if they decide to follow you now and um, when your sort of last show is um, and how to follow you towards it um, so yeah date of the last show and then give the listeners an idea as to where they can follow you so if you have Instagram etc date of the show is November the 19th and uh, that's when the Worlds is being held okay you can follow me on Facebook. The name's Jack Richardson. Like a typical bodybuilder, uh, you'll find a photo of me topless. Um, <laughs> that's my display picture. Yep. Instagram is jack.richardson underscore one. Okay. Um, I'm active on both uh, things, constantly posting updates of my cool. progress and things like that. I'm there. Awesome, cool, and I'm sure you'll probably get a few 
decent followers that want to follow your journey to the worlds um, and I'm sure that, that people will really get something decent from this podcast so uh, thanks again for, for coming on Jack I really appreciate it yeah no worries it's a pleasure to be on here to be fair I really <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen the other videos there's a lot of potential coming up a lot yeah, of potential uh, and what I want to stress to people is you could be an average person and get to where you want to be. I was nobody nine months ago, and I've achieved. I'm not special. I'm just. I'm just putting. I'm just putting put work. work, and and everyone else could do that. Everyone else could do. It. It's achievable, very achievable, if you put in the work. But yeah, that's what I want to say. It, you don't have to be. You don't have to be um, God's gift. No, to, that's it. That's the thing, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks. Thank you very much, Jack. Um, no worries, really, really mate. appreciate your time. I'll let you get on with your evening and have your meal. Um, but just to end things for the podcast. So, if you guys are sort of listening on uh, YouTube, then please uh, subscribe for the latest episodes and also give the video a like. Um, but if you're if you're listening on iTunes, I'd really appreciate uh, a five star review um, if you could do that and also subscribe again for for future episodes. Um, and I'd also like to finally apologise for the, sort of the lack of content over the last few weeks. Um, but podcasts will be regular moving forward um, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode and again thanks Jack very much for joining us um, and we'll, we'll see you in the next one thanks guys peace